Well, hey there, guys. Uh, greetings and salutations from Las Vegas, Nevada at the 2023 CinemaCon. Uh, of course, we did a little uh, intro thing this morning, but we have just gotten out of the first kickoff studio presentation of CinemaCon. Sony Studios came out hot and swinging. Uh, I'm, of course, joined by Rob, Chris, Ray's back there, and we'll be uh, swinging in here, too. In just a little bit and uh, most importantly you guys are here and it is good to have you all here as our first present studio presentation thing go we get kicked off with it so first we should kind of mention that um as they often do studio heads come out sony doing a lot of boasting and bragging as they did last year and rightfully so about how hey well all the other studios here doing presentations this year or got their attentions divided with streaming stuff and I remember when it was looked like streaming was going to be it. How's it all looking now? I mean, there was a lot of jokes well, and, about that. And he made the point that Rothman said, look, Sony is still the only studio that's exclusively dedicated to theatrical mm -hmm. yeah, exhibition. No streaming services. Or no. Yeah. Nope. And they were completely dedicated to theatrical. And they say, remember a couple of years ago? They say, oh, everybody's going to. Now it goes, now all the studios are starting to do things our way. And right. So they, they took a bit of a victory lap on that. Yeah. I um, love Rothman's bravado, by the way. He's so he's a showman, man. I, I, I like yeah. listening to. Him. I really, he was great last year. He was like, he's, he's my favorite studio head on stage. You know, it's gonna be interesting. Tim Paramount. Yeah, the Paramount. Paramount guy was great. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, who else is great. The the CEO of NBC Universal. Oh, he won't be here this year. For those of you who know, he got fired yesterday. But uh, we'll talk about that later. No, um, no, probably not. Yeah, he's that will that will make the Universal. Presentation very interesting. Saying so, you might. When, be when is it Universal? Who is oh yeah, the Universal. Say, Universal's Universal. Is it yesterday? Oh, no, yesterday. Is it tomorrow? No, uh, no it's uh, on Wednesday. 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 It's Wednesday. Disney Wednesday. Universal. Universal. Yeah, but but for now we're here to talk about the Sony thing. Uh, the Sony presentation. I thought they were strong. There was only one movie that they showed any uh, stuff that I looked at and said I'm not interested in that, and that Sidney Sweeney. And Glenn Powell's, Glenn Powell. what's it called again? Nobody, anybody nobody. but you. Anybody but you. And I love both of those actors. Yeah, yeah. I love them so much. And it does not look good. Now, well, you, go ahead. I, I have to say, before they introduced the whatever they showed, they just said, hey, here's a bunch of dailies. Exactly. Meaning it wasn't a prepared trailer. Right. So maybe that's where they went wrong there. Like, not a lot. I wasn't, okay, they're two good looking people sleeping with each other. I don't need to. That's that's not interesting to me. It also looked just ordinary. We'd seen things yeah. like that before, but that doesn't mean when it's cut together, it won't be better. I, uh, their presentation before that was way better than what we saw. Their dynamic on stage, the live, yeah, the asshole and the you know you're an asshole. This that was way better than what we saw in those dailies. We saw that a lot more on stage than we saw in the footage that we. That's we watch. And most rom-coms are formulaic. Everything basically goes back to much to do about nothing. And we know that we're getting this kind of very hate-filled relationship where people have sexual tension and everything. So maybe once there's an actual trailer, it's going to be better. So I'm really glad you brought the dailies part of it, Ray. Yeah, yeah, because that wasn't a trailer. It's just a few shots of them, you know. And they're sexy as hell. Yeah, I mean, both of them are Here's the other thing. They showed us this. I can't tell you what that movie's about. No, I can't either. I, and I didn't know the hate thing... Unless they told me that, because it's just two people who seem like they're together. Yeah, if we didn't have the two stars on stage explaining the trailer yeah. first, the trailer would have been completely meaningless. Yeah. But I think it's unfair that but that was a great man. Glenn Powell looked great. 
Then he said something really stupid. He says, oh, and guys, don't talk about what you see here. Like, keep it to yourselves. Like, uh, just go back home and, and, and keep it to yourselves. I'm like, what kind of moron are you? <laughs> like, the whole, you, the reason you're showing all this stuff is to get people excited. That's why you, that's why Top Gun Maverick was such a big hit. Yes. You showed it here and got everybody excited. He said, oh, yeah, don't talk about it here. Well, it's like, good luck with that. No, I, um, I totally agree. Next to Taylor, he goes, Oh shit. <laughs> like, yeah, no, 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 you can still talk about it. Yeah, no, like that's not fight club, bro. Yeah. Like I'm sure look, I'm sure he's a super smart guy and is gonna do a great job as the new head of NATO, all that kind of stuff. It's just that one comment was really, really dumb. Yeah. Let's get down to the meat now. All right. We talked about the thing that we didn't get. Yeah, we did not like the the anybody but you. Right. They led off with mm-hmm. a movie that we've never even talked about. Which is uh, the guy who directed I, Tonya. He's doing a new movie about the GameStop meme stock called Dumb Money. And it's being led by Paul Dano. Just so cast. The director and Paul Dano came out on stage and they talked about the cast. So you got obviously Paul Dano, Seth Rogen. Uh, you've got Nick uh, Offerman. Nick Nick Offerman, who looked so, so good. good in this. Pete Davidson. So good. Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson. Who's the dude who played? Uh, in, who's in Amazing Spider-Man? Who played Osborn? Uh, uh, Daniel Dan. Dan. Yeah. Dane 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 Um You've got America Ferrera in there. America Ferrera. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers' ex-girlfriend. Shane Lee Woodley. Shane Lee Woodley. Um, the guy from Hamilton, uh, Rojas, what's his first oh, name? Oh, Anthony, Anthony Rojas. Rojas, yes. Um, is in it. Ramos. Anthony Ramos. Ramos, Ramos. Yeah. Ramos thank, thank you. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Transformers guy. I'll tell you what, we've never talked about this film. No. I turned to Anne and I said, this is, this movie is now in the conversation for me as my most anticipated film of the year. Wow, really? Right up there with Zoom. Really? So yeah. good. It really hit that wave with you? I thought it looked, it, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of, uh, the Big Keith Short. Morale, the Big Short. Yeah. Yep. Remind me a lot of what we were talking about before. Because we got to see like the first ten minutes or so of it, yeah. the actual opening, and it looks really, really interesting. I think no, we actually saw if that's the opening, it it was the part where the stock just starts going up. Yes. Yeah. Where they all find out. Paul Dano has got to be the guy that I would watch. That that's the only reason why I would watch the film. Other than that, it didn't really hit me as much as I, I guess it hit John. Oh, I I thought that I thought I honestly I think that was my other than Spider Man. Um, across the Spider Verse, I think it was my favorite thing that we saw tonight. Yeah, oh, no. I mean, okay. there's like a theme between Air and between Tetris, and now seeing this, these these ideas of how industry kind of works. It, it, there's like a, this theme; it's kind of in the air now. How did these products? But it looked like because they showed us like what the first eight minutes of the film. Yeah, about yeah. It looks the movie starts with the GameStop stock going way up, and all these. 
corporate funds realizing that they're screwed. Right. Like, that's how it started. And we didn't even get to hear a line from Paul Dano. No. walking around a truck. His introduction yeah, it's really is good. so great in this because he's this nerd guy and they're talking about him. With such good handles. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh my God I love it. brought down the uh, corporate investment thing. It was... Oh, yeah. It was... It was really great. I, and it I, looks I, like I the cast was just having a ball yeah. making the movie. But again, Nick Offerman in it. So good. It just looked so great. So that was what Sony kicked things off with. So that's, again, called Dumb Money. Keep your eyes open for it. I don't know if they put the trailer online now or not. They, they might have. They might hold it for a while. But keep your eyes, eyes open for it because it's now one of my most anticipated movies of the year. Uh, what did they move on? They, they, then the Jennifer they, Lawrence comedy. Yes. Hard... Something. Uh, no, no hard feelings. feelings. No hard feelings. This movie is the one I want to watch now after this whole presentation. I want to see this because this looks hilarious. And Jennifer like Lawrence it. came out. She was here looking, looking radiant. Director, it's a director. It, and they showed an extended sequence yeah. in the film. Yes. It looks really funny. I was shocked when the trailer came out because I thought the trailer... The movie sounds dumb, but then I saw the trailer and I loved the trailer. I thought the scene they showed us was even better. Yeah. Like, I, I, I was agree, because I wasn't super into the trailer. No, that's right. You weren't all that I was like, this is fine. It feels like an early Audie's like, yeah. comedy and whatever. And now watching the extended footage, it's really funny. And it's really funny. It's so uncomfortable. It is. Oh, my God. So it's so, I love that. And it's pretty filthy. Well, it, the it the really jokes is. are really, they really. Well, and they, in a way, too, though, where all of his reactions you know, when you first see the trailer, it's like, who would turn down Jennifer Lawrence? But when you watch this extended footage, it's a, yeah, this is so much Stranger Danger moment. Yes. You go, I'm, I'm barely an adult. Get away from me. <laughs> and there's a wiener dog. And, and there's a dachshund in it, and we're dachshund people. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, once they get into the van in this scene, oh, oh. I, and you know what? The director came out and was talking about how you guys have not yet, in Jennifer Lawrence's Academy Award-winning career, you've not seen her do R-rated comedy. And, of course, he's the director, so he's saying all this nice things. She's a natural of this. She kills it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The scene in the van sold me. She oh, has she's, she's amazing, amazing comedic uh, uh, Amazing. What was your favorite part she, of that stuff? Just, I mean, I, I just the lines that were coming out of her mouth were so... I, you've never heard her say these things before. And one was more raunchy and more inappropriate than the next. <laughs> and I felt, I felt bad for that kid. So when he finally... We've seen it in the trailer when he whips out the pepper, pepper spray. spray. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I'm on his side. Yeah. Like, I wasn't in the trailer, but now I'm like, well, I'm on your side, buddy. I, you gotta get this chick away from you. I gotta say that kid, the way he reacts to this uh, Jennifer Lawrence has gotta be like the best. Other than it reminds me of Michael Sarah in Superbad. Yes. And I, I he didn't do a lot. I hope we get more of sort of that awkward. I'm just saying you're way too okay. much. Bring, bring your bring your Sorry. mic down further further down your chest there. I, but you know you're right. You brought up the thing that from the trailer everybody looks at and goes, "Come on, that kid would never turn down Jennifer Lawrence." But you're watching this, and you're like, yeah, yeah, he would probably want to get away from her. He, he's not comfortable at all. It's and he's great so too, funny. though. He seems the way he's playing it, like, because <laughs> yeah. I would have thought that too. Wow, you got this beautiful woman in front of you. He's like, yo, she's coming on way too strong, dude. I'm not that kind of guy. My moment truly was just. Childless. Oh my god. Oh, oh my god. yeah. I can't have my. Uh, I can't. Why do you want to adopt a dog? Because I, I can't have, have my own. And how that Asian kid. Dead. Dead. The Asian kid came back in oh. with the sunglasses. 
He's gonna be good in this oh, movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> be cool. Yeah. One of the best lines that we got the 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 I guess the Asian manager. The dude comes back in, and Jennifer Lawrence is saying to the lead kid, "Oh, come on, I'll drive you home early." And the lead kid's, "No, we can't leave work early." And she turns to the Asian dude who's the manager. She goes, "Come on, you can finish things off yourself, right? You have oh. lost experience of the past." Oh, and like, it was so well delivered. And then after that, they hit us hard, right? They went in. It was craving time. Right after that one, they went. That was the first thing that they showed. I think. I wasn't it. I'm gonna point things out here. Everybody's complaining that the sounds all not not all that good. Oh, sorry. Sorry, guys. Just gonna have to deal with it. Like we're on the road in a hotel and we slapped some. We slapped a sound thing together, doing the best that we can. Uh, so I. I I'm sorry. I saw the first 500 times you mentioned that Ray's mic is loud. Uh, so I saw it, but there's nothing we can do about it right now. So okay, I'll make it if, the, if the audio is so bad you can't watch this, by all means, click away, and we'll tr we'll work on the the audio issues for later. But it is what it is for now. So so there you go. Um, at any rate, um, so that was no hard feelings. No hard feelings. That was no hard feelings. Okay, so right. then they went into. Spider-Man across the Spider-Man. Oh, was that first? I thought they went in Craven first, but yeah. Okay. Oh, you know they might have done Craven. We'll, we'll, we'll do Spider-Man. We'll, we'll do Spider-Man now. Okay. So unlike last year, they didn't bring out Lord Miller. Right. Uh, which was a little disappointing because Lord Miller came out and gave this great like fifteen-minute thing last they year. They were so fun. But they don't did... tell anyone. Don't tell Tim. Oh yeah. Don't but they did bring out the cast. You know, they did brought out. Yes. They brought out Haley Seinfeld and they brought out the kid who plays Miles so Morales and Issa Rae. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so they brought the one of the two directors, uh, and Lord Miller are not directing this. They didn't direct the first one either, I don't think. No, I think it's um, it. But they're, you know, the main creative forces behind it. Uh, the three main cast, and that was big, because Anne is sitting right beside me. And um, Haley Steinfeld, Steinfeld is the, I mean, Anne's made it clear to me, the one woman in Hollywood that Anne would leave me for. <laughs> and so she's never seen, she listens, she watches all of her movies, she watches all of her TV shows, she listens to all of her music, all that kind of stuff. And we had no idea that Haley was going to be the show. When Haley came out on stage, like, my wife, like, lit up like a Christmas tree. Aww. She was so excited. How about that dress? Amazing. Can I hear one great. thing, one strange thing? What's that? And I, I may be jumping the gun. As they brought out Issa, Issa, Issa Rae. Who, at the comics, if everyone's familiar with Spider-Woman, I love the character Jessica Drew, the, that version of Spider-Woman. Mm -hmm. She plays a completely different one in this. They didn't show a scene with her in it. No, they didn't. I did think that was interesting. That was too. really weird, right? To bring her out. She's only referenced in it, right? The, right. I have this incredible mentor who's t teaching me so much, and I've learned so much about things. But it's really interesting we didn't see that footage, because we did last year. Last year, they showed us a lot of her, though. Yeah. yeah. Like the show, so last year, they showed us like 15 minutes. This year, they showed us 14 minutes uh, with maybe one minute of overlap. Yeah. Uh, because we did see the whole last yeah. year that shows to him laying in his room and then her popping up. They added new music to that part. They did. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. That was a Very great exciting. song. Oh, a great it's song. Such a good song. It, it was wonderful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. The, 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 the artwork and the, the, the shot choices, those wide shots of Gwen and, and Miles. Yeah. Oh my God. And I they had different just... shots this time. They had the side view. Mm -hmm. like that was the, it. it was so and, good. And then how they kept the, the comic book things right, like during specific leaps. I can watch that stuff all day. The creative team there has a way of inputting these filters 
during action or small parts. Yeah. It's really great. It just, I, it looks astonishing. Yeah, and uh, all emotional, the character interplay is just yeah. incredible. That, that was a beautiful mom moment that we got to watch. Oh, that was just... Oh. But there were like three beautiful mom moments all packed in. Yeah. Let me, this is the thing that makes Spider-Man, th this Miles Morales movie version of Spider-Man, so incredibly great is, you know, in the first one, it's, you know, the multiple dimensions and it's a fighting kingpin and these big guys. That's not what this series is about. Yeah. The series is about this growing up kid, Miles Morales, and him dealing with his relationship with his family versus him dealing with the relationship that he has to this new persona of Spider-Man that he inhabits. And this 14 minutes that they dived into here was a perfect reflection of that. It was funny, mm -hmm. but it was warm and beautiful. And then when the screen went black, I was like, no. That, that's how I felt. I'm like, I, 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 it was shocking. I'm like, no. It was. It, it literally felt physical when the screen went black. I wanted to. I. I. I don't think I've wanted to see something that much continue in a long time. Funny, I'm like, why does this have to end now? Yeah. And what's funny? Why now? What's funny? They, there were still rough patches in that thing. Oh, still some I'll watch that animation. whole movie like that if I have to. I just I'm wish so it at least faded that. out because it just got to black. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, no. Seinfeld right here coming in. Ooh. But I mean, yeah, like last year, a bunch, they sh at least half of it was unfinished animation. Yeah. This year, there was still about a good 15% of it. Like, because you'd see, you'd see Gwen and Miles talking from one camera angle. And then the camera angle would change and it's like very rough, unrendered, yes. unproperly rendered uh, I'm just stuff. Just, so. uh, we're pretty dark back here. Mm -hmm. I'm Me a, and Anne are really I, dark back here. Anne in the back. Yeah. <laughs> I was astonished, though, that there's... The quality of this animation, of you know, it's too. they've improved yeah, upon the first film. Yeah, I think I, it really. They've, I don't know. It's hard to explain because the animation's so unique. But my God, is it beautiful! It's so they've beautiful. upped the ante. You know what does throw me off a bit? It it feels like it's shot in fifteen frames a second. Sometimes there's some mm. scenes that oh, yeah. that it's and, and I understand it's not supposed to feel like the smoothest sixty frames per second, but right. Sometimes it feels so choppy mm. that it's. That's the part of this animation style that sometimes pulls me out of the movie a little bit. Mm. Is that it, it does feel like it's like did ten you frames that a second way in the original one. In moments, okay. but then, but then it, I don't know. I just I felt like the original movie was smoother than some of the footage we saw in this. I, I do think they are probably going to do that. I think they're going to smooth that out a little bit. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be. Yeah, like, hopefully that's part of the unfinished. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah. Because yeah, you have things, you know, on like Netflix, like a like a Dragon Prince or like that horrible Godzilla animated series where you're just like, oh, what's happening? Why is it a flip book? <laughs> But I think this will have a little bit more of like a, I don't know, a legato instead of a yeah, legato. With the, the best part about the Spider-Verse, this the, what we saw are the little nuances that they would, I would never even think of. Remember how she she uh, uh, shot the webs to, in order to sit upside down and she like tied oh, her, uh, her hair up because she was going to get into a conversation. That was great. Miles, just that was little great. things you notice. I was like, you didn't have to put that in there. Right, but I love that I noticed you did. No, it's you know, like she was about to talk to Miles and she tied her hair up. I thought that was a great, mm -hmm. great way to change, like I guess the tone of it without really saying anything. It was wonderful. Yeah, I, I love that part. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm tearing up already. That I love this movie is going to be great. I mean, I have no doubt. 
It, it, it was everything I was hoping it would be. And we were telling everybody about how uh, your favorite Ooh. moment of the year so far, seeing Haley Steinfeld come out. Oh, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful Haley. You know what? The... Panel so far. That's <laughs> panel. <laughs> you know what I love about? Anne's first panel presentation she's ever been to at CinemaCon. What they showed did not get into all of the Spider-Man. They made a mention of it. Yep, but they we didn't, didn't see get a it. single extra Spider-Man. Yeah, which I thought was great I, that they held off all of that from this presentation. I love that it was all character and emotion. It was Miles dealing with the women in his life. But and I do, really liked that. I thought it was great. But we do get what is going on, right? Oh. She's not allowed to do this mission, whatever they're into, right? And then yeah, yeah, now, yeah. we're going to find out why 2099 doesn't want him to be a part of this thing. Yeah, but I'm glad they, did, they didn't get into the plot. I feel like I feel like there's still a lot more to discover right, in the right, movie. Right. I, I don't feel like I've seen all of it. Yeah. Yeah, no, they they left a lot out. You know what's the key? The key for all that working about you're talking about the the emotion of it, the mother moments, all that. Mm-hmm. It works because the dialogue is flawless. Yeah, it's great. You know, like we saw some stuff tonight, and we've all seen movies where you've got the right setup, you got a good care, you got a good set of characters, you got a good thing that's going on, and then it's kind of ruined by the dialogue not working. Yeah. Whereas in this, like even there's there's a moment. Where Miles has been grounded, but he's about to go chase off after uh, Gwen, and the mom gives him permission to go chase off. And there's this little moment where it's a simple little verbal exchange, where the mom basically says, and I'm, I'm not going to get it completely accurate here, but basically says, hey, just because I'm letting you go chase after, you're still grounded later. He goes, got it. She goes, no, no, no. I know I said it with a smile on my face, so you might think I'm joking, but you're still grounded. But every word was so perfectly crafted that it felt so natural yeah and that's what makes it all work yeah i totally agree with and that. i'm jealous of all the spanish speakers i want to get my spanish down <laughs> so you can understand everything. i want to know everything that no, says. i was like every fourth word was like shit god damn it why don't i know this but one of the reasons why okay i'm gonna geek out for a second okay one of the reasons why this dialogue is so good too is because they lead into that free life aspect of voiceover so a lot of times in voiceover we're like very very like big and and zany right and this is all very very grounded dialogue where we have starts and stops we have a lot of what's called plussing where there's like laughter levity breath things like that and it makes it feel so much more realistic so when you hear them talking it's so conversational that you're just like yeah of course this is how a family talks and they yeah. nail it so the people who are doing the direction of this oh so good so good yeah just just i mean <laughs> i almost died in my seat where where Miles's parents see him talking to Gwen from a distance. And the mom has two quick lines. The first line is, she looks old enough to vote. And then she says one other, what was the second thing she said before they even go up there? She does, says, does she, does she, she I don't think she speaks Spanish. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She doesn't even yeah, she says, she looks old enough to vote. And then the dad is like, okay. And then she's like, I bet she doesn't even speak Spanish. <laughs> I died over she looks old enough to vote. Oh yeah. my God. My own policy. Right. <laughs> Oh yeah, have you voted in two presidential elections? Two presidential elections. Don't talk to my friends. That relationship with his mom is going to be very uh, explore or exploited in this film because the explored explored that relationship with his dad was great in the first film. Yep, I think they're going to lean in more to the mom thing because yeah, you're right. It's going to be oh oh my god, but it's certainly going to be a highlight of the summer. I didn't realize it opened so quickly. It opens June third. Two months. I'm super. I I cannot wait. One question. That I was confused of. What came out of her wrist and onto that wall? That little spider thing. What did that do? 
Well, did anyone yeah, get that? Okay, so I think once we see more of the movie, we'll know. Yeah. So we weren't supposed to understand. No, I don't what think we were supposed to know it because there's a part than what we saw. Because she's okay. So we do get a glimpse of Spot, right? That's the the guy in the white suit that she was looking at. That's that's the villain yeah. of the that's film. The Jason Schwartzman character. And yeah. it, clearly, that device is something to track what he's doing. Yeah. But the specifics of what it is, I don't think we're supposed to know right. until okay, we watch the Okay, because I was confused. But uh, that was Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. It looks like it's going to live up to and exceed the first one. I can't believe how hyped I am for this movie. Are, okay. and, and are you worried that it's, there's two and a half months and everything they've showed us still is not finished? Yes. I'm a little bit worried about that. Yeah, because that's strange, right? Two yes. Two and a half months. Animation, though. But not, but, but this, like, that this much. Is a perfect, they might have this prepped this. Anime. They might have used this and showed it at Cannes uh, or showed it at other You know what? It, I, was, I was thinking, I was thinking that Part of my thought process was, I bet this is actually all finished, and they're just showing us things that isn't finished yet. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe yes. Yeah, maybe okay. Not. Okay. Just so, no delays, please. Don't. Let's move on to the next thing, which we talked about earlier today. I said, listen, Craven the Hunter is supposed to come out in October, and we haven't seen, well, Dick. <laughs> we haven't seen Dick yet of Craven the Hunter. they got to show us something. Well, Aaron Taylor Johnson comes on screen. Still didn't show his dick. Still, still waiting on the big. But he was certainly a hunk of hunk of burning love. What a slab of beefcake he's turned into. This this dude is like, I, he's like Hugh Jackman level. I mean, he is, he is absolutely. You know what? He kind of reminded me more of Chris Evans as Captain America when he first comes out of the box. Only bigger, only bigger. Yeah, he was. He's huge. He was huge. So the first thing they did when he was on screen, like this is when he was just on the screen. Talking to the CinemaCon audience, saying, "You know, uh, blah blah. I'm only, I'm still only. We're still shooting the movie. That's why I'm still only allowed to eat two carbs a day." Uh, but then he said this: "The big question everybody's asking, which I've never heard anybody ask this question, by no. the way, is is it going to be rated R?" And I'm like, "I've never I, for a second thought this was going to be rated R." And he's like. How else is Craven supposed to kill people? Talk them to death? Well, he, and thought, he said something in cuts. And then, and then oh, yeah, this is fucking rated R. Yes. Oh, yeah, yes. fuck yes, this is going to be rated R. So even before they showed us a second of it, they gave us this big thing that none of us expected, that Craven the Hunter is going to be rated R. And boy. It's rated R. Oh, it's man. rated it's R. Brutal. Everything they showed was, that's going to get an R rating, and that's going to get an R rating. It was this brutal. This presentation had two moments of eye violence. Two eye violences. Yes. <laughs> and one very exquisite. Uh, one was one, very exquisite. Okay, well, so before seeing. One is, like, I still don't know how physically this is even possible. It's not, but it haunts but it's my knee. Craven <laughs> grabbing this guy by the head and then pulling a Mike Tyson, but instead of biting his ear off, Craven leans in and bites the guy's eyeball out and then spits the eyeball out at the camera. It's incredible. It's all... Meaning someone's going to pick that shit up later. And, and he this literally picks up a bear trap and throws a bear trap over a guy's head. And he yeah, rips off the head. And, and then he rips the head that off. That one was totally fine. It was the eye-eating. Um, <laughs> that was, that, that, a little tongue action to pop that sucker out. It was terrific. I mean, I, I have to I, say I it. Know, the tongue scoops it out. Or, and then there's, there's a mutant version of Rhino. Or whatever. Oh, yeah, so going through... I liked it. I, I did too. It's gonna to be a real rhino. Okay, so How here's the thing. We're going through the whole the whole clip, the whole presentation, the whole sizzle they're showing us, right? And I remember thinking about three quarters of the way through it, I still don't really have a sense of who the villain is. I wonder if Russell Crowe plays his dad. 
is Russell Crowe going to be the villain? And I'm not really sure. And it's not until the final five or six seconds, you just see a dark silhouette from behind of this guy sitting in a room, and you hear in this heavy, heavy Russian accent, but not Paul Giamatti comedically right. Russian accent. Like, legitimately, like, Russian mobs are kind of accent. Now you will see what they call me Rhino. And he hits something, and his skin starts to turn. It, 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 and I'm like, to Rhino. I'm like, all right, I see what you're doing. Yeah, here. I, I, I okay. liked it. I, I liked it too. I still don't know how I feel about it. Let's see. I don't know. I need to see more of it. Yeah. That's well as well. So I just did a, huh. And I said it way too loud, by the way. I think I could hear you across, <laughs> the, across the But especially theater. when Aaron Taylor Johnson started the presentation by saying, this is a very real world Craven. And, and all the teaser and the sizzle felt like that. And then. No, you will see why they call me you right. Know I, I'm like, okay, that's a little. And then it's, I mean, he transforms like he's Mystique, like he's not a non-blue yeah, Mystique. Like, or his whole arm, but it was. I like that was cool. You know what I like about the script? I think why I might be a fan of this character, the way they're doing it, is he's protecting people, killing the animals. Yeah, he's he's going after and the poachers. I love that aspect of it. Well, because you remember a while ago we heard news that oh, in this Craven movie, he's like. A wildlife protector. Yeah, an animal, animal activist. Like, no, I'm I'm so down for that now. But but, but we but yeah, why but, is he called Craven the Hunter? Okay, but see that's the thing. That's what that's why that's it worked right for then? me. No, that's why it worked for me because it's like I I feel like after watching this presentation that the thing is is that hunters don't hunt the weak. Like that's what I get. Like he's like you you break into game preserves and hunt protected animals, and he's got no time for that. He hunts real game, yeah, right? Yeah. right? The most and, dangerous uh, game, and then, and then that kind of came out a little bit when he was talking to his dad, when he's yeah. talking to, to his father, talking yeah. about, they are prey, but we are predators. Can we talk about how Russell Crowe is just in his, like, dialect era? Where we're just like, where are you from, buddy? What's happening? You're Russian, you're Italian, you're Greek, maybe, I don't yeah. know. I would love to see him accidentally slip into his The Pope's Exorcist. Like, they just in the middle of this movie. Just but, you know, bit. I can't get enough of Russell Crowe in mentor roles. Give me uh, a good, I mean, well, you know. Him as Jor-El. Jor-El, and now we, we've kind of got that, now he's... Craven's mentor. I mean, he could be anybody's mentor, and I would watch. I would listen to him. I would now, watch. It. Sadly, we we got nothing from Madam Web, which I don't know if you've heard. Not of yet. Movie. I I didn't know that. They, I, we got I don't nothing. Know if Sony knows. Yeah. yeah Apparently well, not. But from it's this not supposed to come out in twenty twenty three, so that's fine. They but don't know anything about it. I wasn't fully expecting it, but I will say this: as somebody who was hopeful for Craven when they made the announcement, and then we found out that Aaron Taylor Johnson was doing it. And all the nothing we've heard, and I've, and then we got Morbius, which hampered the old enthusiasm a little bit. I gotta say, I am gonna be coming away from CinemaCon with higher hopes for Craven than I did coming into. CinemaCon. So they did a good job. Fair, yeah. I, I did. I I'm with you 100. I mean, look, Craven's Last Hunt is such a seminal Spider-Man story, and I was wondering how how are they gonna do a Craven movie without. I kept waiting for some spider tie-in, which yeah. we didn't get. Yep, thankfully. I'm, I'm right. glad that they didn't. But watching the film, I, I, or watching the clips, the extreme violence was great. I mean... It was very it was, it was A like, lot of neck stabbing. It, it's stuff that we hadn't really seen before, but it was it went along with the primal, feral, I'm a hunter, and yeah. I'm going to kill like an you. Animal. Yeah, that's yeah, it. He really yeah. Did. And yeah. I really liked that. So I have to say, like you, this I had no hope for this film. 
and now I kind of do. I'm really happy we kept introducing and talking to him as a villain, too. It's not this anti-hero bullshit. Right. We're like, when they were like, Morbius, an anti-hero, I was like, get out of here. I don't care. I don't care about that. He's a vampire. I want him to be cooking fools. Well, yeah. I want Craven to be a villain. I really do. And he's justified because villain doesn't mean... I just am like a mustache twirling person who ties women to railroad tracks. You're justified in the things you're doing, but I don't want to have like a, let me be on his side. Let me see his side of the story. I want him to be justified. I still want him to be. Well, what the president of the studio said, like leading into it, leading into Aaron Taylor Johnson coming screen is that we watch Craven's journey to becoming the iconic villain. Yeah. So he he, he won't start off as the iconic villain, but he said, we're going to now watch the beginnings of his journey to becoming the iconic villain. Which was exciting to hear. Yeah. That's very fun. Could this be a one-off? No, I don't think so. If it's it's, it's successful. They've ruined this character by introducing Spider-Man. I might like this character on his own. Well, they don't need to do it. It doesn't have to be a one-off to not have Spider-Man. I mean, they can can do eight of the... I mean, they've already done two Venom films. Right, that's true. Into it, so... I now just want this heckin' violent movie with yeah. the dark turn that we know Andrew Garfield takes in Amazing Spider-Man. Oh! And I want that to happen. Right. Give me this movie. Well, I still like the... After watching this trailer... Remember a couple of years ago, you and I talked about it would be kind of neat if, like, leave Spider-Man out of it. If you're going to bring in Craven the Hunter and he's looking to hunt the ultimate prey, have him hunt Venom. Venom, yeah. yeah. And, like, so... That makes the most sense. I mean, that could be interesting, but... With all the whispers about maybe Andrew Garfield's coming back, which I do not believe at all, but with all those whispers, imagine them bringing in, crossing Craven over with that Andrew Garfield yes. character. I mean, that could be interesting. All right, okay, so that's Craven. So what have we done? We did uh, Dumb Money. We did uh, No Hard Feelings. We did Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Craven. We did Craven the Hunter. Insidious. Underwhelmed. Underwhelmed. Underwhelmed with what I saw with the Insidious trailer. It kind of looks. I'm scared very easily. You all know this. I'm a huge fan. I thought um, about you the whole time. <laughs> when it was getting announced, I was like, no, thank you. I don't want to see. Shout out to Daniel. Fan of the show, Daniel sat next to me and he did a, if you need to hold my hand, you can. And I was like, that's so nice. Um, I was holding Rob's hand. But, yeah. <laughs> I, no, tell him, tell him what I did. I, I, put, I dug my head into your shoulder and I said, I'm going to be like this for then the Then next... I gently cupped your balls. No. <laughs> So you, are you okay? Well, he rattled a little bit too. It's nice. The okay. death stare you're getting is so amazing. What's funny? Because no one will ever believe that happened. Because everyone loves me, Rob. We are the straightest men. I don't get any women, but I am still the straightest you could be. Right? Rob gets all the women. He goes to pound town. What? The entire time I've known you, I've had a, the same girlfriend. So. Yeah. yeah, that's that's what you, that's in the daytime. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Wow. You are all the time. I love Elizabeth. You know that. So but don't ever joke that I'm cupping anything, any balls. I'm saying you're trying to anything. I'm, I'm just noodles. saying. I'm just saying. You can be You were trying to be emotionally supportive. You're trying yeah. to make him feel but okay. Do you, do you have to include Rob balls and everything? Come on. I do. I cup balls. <laughs> hey, John, I'm not continuing the stream. I don't cup any balls. I, I just think you're protesting a little too much. Yeah. Okay. I do not think he cupped Rob's ball. And I was scared though. And I was scared during a serious. I don't know what I felt. <laughs> but, but, not balls. Not balls but at all. Was, but there was nothing in that. I had no reason to put my head in your shoulders because I don't know why there was, was nothing scary in there. 
agree. There's nothing scary. No, that. no, no, you're right. It was like, <laughs> look at all these dark images, but it, nothing in it felt scary. Have you guys ever gone to like a Black Fox theater show that's kind of experimental in North Hollywood? Where all the lights are off, you can't see a thing? Yeah. I've heard of it, but I've never been to oh, one. Oh, man. First of all, highly recommend. What's up, Zombie Joes? Go, LA. Zombie Joes. But, oh, Zombie Joes okay. is the best. And let's go to a weird Easter show. It'll be great. <laughs> They do weird things yeah. with eggs. So, oh, it no. felt like oh, that, oh, where it was just, like, weird lighting, and it felt like a, a edgy theater troupe was telling me about something about existentialism. I don't know. I didn't love it. I will say this. I do like <laughs> I the Insidious franchise. I like yeah. Yeah, I'm a fan of the surprised. franchise. So, yeah, I, I was a little disappointed. I'm a yeah. fan of the franchise. Insidious, all the it, movies before that, it was always something that freaked me out. This one doesn't seem like it's freaking me out. Well, horror has really elevated the game. I mean, all these trailers, you look at these trailers like, they're all pretty good these days. And when you see Insidious, I thought I was a little, you know, yeah, like when, underwhelmed. underwhelmed. I was scared. And I should be, I should be your baseline. I mean, having the poop scared out of me. Well, we we're getting some bangers like the Evil Dead Rise trailers were and great. When that trailer came out, we were all like, "Oh my god, this trailer rules!" But then this, it was, this wasn't even a trailer to me. I mean, Pope's Exorcist, fight. the Boogeyman. Yeah. Yeah. What is the one about? Come tell me. Oh, um, the hand one. Yeah, oh, I can't wait for that either. Yeah, but that's not the studio. No, I know. Yeah. I know. So, uh, you know look, I'm, I, I don't. I'm not saying I think the movie looks bad. I'm I just saying more. I was underwhelmed. Like I, was yeah. like, uh, I think they got a lot more to show. Yeah. Let, let's just say it. So we'll leave it at that. They got a lot more to show. And then, okay, then they came up with another R-rated comedy. Sony going hard on R this year, but another R-rated comedy called Anybody But You, which we kind of touched on a little yeah. bit earlier. Glenn Powell from Top Gun. Maverick, which in case in case anybody in the theater forgot that he was in Top Gun Maverick, Sidney Sweeney nicknames him Top Gun. So just in case we didn't remember, he was in Top Gun Maverick. Um, I think we talked enough about this one. Stupidly good looking. Yeah, just again, a trailer. We didn't see enough. Again, when your two stars need to come out and explain the trailer before they show it to you, yeah. not a good sign. So they need yeah. to pick up the well, game. It was just, it was clips. It wasn't yeah, it was just a cut clips. together. Yeah, yeah. The next big reveal. What was the next one? PlayStation production. Ooh. Oh. Grand Which I think might have been one of the bigger surprises of the presentation. I agree. I had no, I was, I mean, I like the game, uh, but I had no, like, it had some great racing footage. Look, look. But I'm like, what is the plot of this movie? Tomorrow, me and before Ryan. seeing the yeah, footage. before seeing yeah, the trailer, seeing the and now to know it's based on a true story. Mm -hmm. I was like, really? Okay, I gotta I continue on this. At the in the convention, like the little uh, oh yeah, they have a Gran Turismo game set up, and we race. Me, was it Cody and two of the CinemaCon workers? We dragged them in there. They were the ones that are supposed to let people in the door. We're like, hey. Play Gran Turismo with us. I lost. Fourth place. I'm not going to be this kid in this movie. I have no shot. But tomorrow, I say, us four, five, whatever. We race again. They're supposed to be... Do you sit down in this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's like an arcade. Oh, oh, like an arcade. Okay, okay. So there's a new track every day, and they get the best time out of every day, and you get to win two free tickets to the premiere. Which what? I don't want to what? perpetuate stereotypes about women driving, though. I'm a bad driver. I lost. I lost. Okay, so here's the thing about... This is the interesting thing about Gran Turismo, okay? Like, uh, most video... Well, 98% of all video game movies have always sucked historically. One of the big problems, of course, is, is that even though a lot of people don't admit it, but video games are not 
made for their narrative storytelling, although they do include narrative storytelling, they are made primarily for their gameplay and they don't actually have enough of a backbone story to actually create a narrative out. That being said, you go into it and David Harbour comes out on stage with Orlando Bloom. Mm -hmm. And David Harbour, <laughs> David Harbour says out loud what we're all thinking. He says, David Harbour said, Neil Blomkamp, who directed District 9, and unfortunately also Chappie and Elysium, but he, he comes out and says, so Neil Blomkamp approached me about this movie, Grand Chiefs, I'm like, how are you going to make a movie about a racing game? There's no story. So what did they do? They did something that I don't think any other video game movie's ever done. They went out and got a true story about the video game, and they're making their video game movie about the true story. This kid, Nissan apparently put together a Gran Turismo like uh, competition yes. for the best video game drivers to driving the video game simulation, and then actually putting them in real cars and making them real race car yep. drivers. And it's a true story. And I'm watching this, I'm thinking, I have never seen this. Like, well, what was that video game? movie with the kid when you were kids the wizard the wizard yeah the wizard maybe is is a little bit similar to that but this based on a true story right. video game movie and, and i'm like you got me i'm intrigued and the reason david harbour and orlando bloom were there is they play the opposites of each world like yeah. orlando right. bloom like is the one who gets the video game yeah. guys together right and david harbour is the real race car mm -hmm. trainer yeah so that's where that dynamic comes in so i mean i i'm I like it more than I thought I would. Well, I'll tell you, the auto sh the, there wasn't a lot of the auto racing shots that they had in something. They released some kind of a trailer for it online three or four months ago. Mm -hmm. And the racing, it was incredible. But that one scene with the car elevated, it goes in the air. Oh. Yeah. That's an amazing scene. Because you know they're doing that stuff for real. Yeah, so, it looks, so I, it looks way more interesting than I thought. Yeah, David yeah. Harbour crushes in this from what we've seen. Too. Yeah. It's so it fun. Oh, real, pro, real pleasant surprise. Yeah. You know, I, it feels like I one of those sports movies. Yeah, movie yeah I, it was not on my radar at all, and, and now it is. Now it is. You know what? It had a little bit of, uh, look, I'm not saying these are apples and apples, but for whatever reason, watching it, I got a little bit of a feeling of Eddie the Eagle. <gasps> I had a little yeah, bit of I, Eddie I the Eagle. I can totally right? see that. I but, can totally see that. Yeah, that's also, a great movie. There's also oh, the great cliche uh, thing that they're playing. I think it's going to be it's that hard ass coach. Yeah. That finally gets sure. loving it's, the that yeah. person that they hate. It's, you know, it's Eddie the Eagle meets Ford v Ferrari meets a little pool running in a different setting, in a setting we've never <laughs> yeah. seen before. In the yeah. racing, it sort feels of. like the movie, uh, the kid from Breaking Bad, Aaron. Uh, Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul. Who did Need for Speed. Who did Need for Speed. It, it feels like the movie Need for Speed wanted to be. Yeah. A little bit, right? And I didn't hate Need for Speed, by the way. Michael Keaton, though. Mr. Michael yeah. Keaton. Uh, <laughs> all right, so all right. that was Gran Turismo. So we came out of Gran Turismo, and what came after that? Equalizer. Oh, okay, so. <laughs> so, so. They first, every year CinemaCon gives out some awards, and uh, they this year they were given a Lifetime Achievement Award, which last year went to uh, Viola Davis. Davis, Was last year was her, and this year it was Denzel Washington. So Antoine Fuqua comes out. Oh man, I felt so. And I really like Antoine Fuqua. I do too. He's directed Denzel many times, So uh, and yet Denzel has more... Best director Oscar nominations, and he does. Yes. Which he, 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 that. he goes, yeah, great. I'm jealous. Makes me feel great. <laughs> it's great. But he came out, and they 
they played this little career clip of Denzel Washington, and he is the man. Yeah. And ladies and gentlemen, Denzel Washington, Denzel Washington comes out on stage. And like last year, I think we mentioned when Viola Davis came on stage, like you feel it, right? And the same thing, like when Denzel Washington came out, you could tell everybody in the auditorium was just waiting for them to finally say, ladies and gentlemen, Denzel Washington, to stand on their feet. Ray jumped to his feet. Yeah, I was I, right. yeah. he jumped to his feet. I mad respect. What, what was and, different about the Viola Davis is she had this strong speech and she went with, this one was different, right? Hey, what am I he, supposed yeah, to say? He like, was reading what he was supposed to say on the cue cards or whatever, oh, and he ignored there it. There was nothing to do. And he ignored like, it. Adlin. But he did say, I mean, it was nice that he acknowledged the theater owners yeah. and the people. Oh, yeah, like, I'm only here because you and your, your theater houses yeah. and stuff like that. And then they brought out... Um, Dakota Fanning. Dakota Fanning. They brought out Dakota Fanning, and Anne instantly leans over to me and says, She's all grown up now. It's like, yeah, like I can't believe this is the little girl from War of the Worlds. Well, I mean, I I love Man on Fire, which she was in that with. with, That was the first time they worked together. Something about Dakota Fanning that's guaranteed to me every time she's on. Oh, I don't know. She always delivers for me. She looked smoking hot, but I I feel bad feeling that way because I've been watching her since she was a little girl. Ever since she was not right, she was the first child actor that I ever thought was a legitimately great actor yeah. Yeah. as a child. Well, the relationship she had with Denzel when he played the character of Creasy in Man on Fire before she's kidnapped, that relationship felt so real and genuine to me. And just like you said, she's an incredible, in that movie, she's an incredible performer. And it's weird, it made me realize that that was like 25 years and ago. And then she, she said on stage, like, to work with Denzel Washington once is a dream come true. I got to work with him twice. The, the of course, plot. very different stages in her yeah. life. The plot of this Equalizer 3, though. Okay. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. my okay. God. So the Denzel getting the Lifetime Achievement Award, great, wonderful moment. It was awesome. Blah, blah, blah. This looks like the best Equalizer movie they've done. By far. They're doing, By, it it looks, They're doing up levels. Oh, my God. This... This trailer was great. I mean, first of all, you had me at like Amalfi Coast. You know, yeah. you're you're in Italy, and he's gone to retire. She he's all he's living right? in this beautiful seaside <laughs> village, and he's found peace, yeah. hasn't he? He's retired, found peace. Found peace. Oh, okay. I, I belong I, here. The thing with the Equalizer, I, I think they go let's let's get a step up on what this guy, the what types of people he has to deal with, and he's going up against. One of the worst things you could ever go up against. But I mean, they've done that every the time. Italian mafia, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah. In, in, Italy. in Italy. I mean, that's that was that. What a great. I, I mean, it's we it, really thrive there. But there's there's this, it, the trailer starts with this bone chilling line of you see Denzel sitting in a chair with guys around him pointing their guns at him, and Denzel saying, "I'm going to give you nine seconds to decide your fate." And I'm like, right there, those opening three in, seconds, I'm like. I'm all on board. Yeah. Oh, this man. Is, this is exactly what I want in a movie. And like this. just mayhem, and it looks fantastic, and everything still takes place in Italy. So yeah. It's, He's pretty much taking on a country at this point. Well, I mean, it just it looks great. And what he does, you, talk, you, you always say wrecking fools. Yeah. He wrecks some fools in this Many trailer. Fools in beautiful technicolor. The blood is fantastic. The violence, what he does to people's bodies. The difference, yeah, that's the yeah. difference between him and John the John Wick. 
He's very strategic in everything. He's calculated. Yeah, yeah he, he doesn't need he's calculated. shots yeah. all the time. Like he, that, he the knows, pressure point thing was great. He knows everything he's going to do five steps ahead. And and they played that out very, very well. I mean, I'll tell you, I want to see the Craven Equalizer 3 double feature. <laughs> that's, that's, that's where I was at, at after this pre- trailer's going to be good. The tra- I, so good. I think... I'm sorry. I think with Equalizer 3, as soon as they release this trailer, everyone knows what we're going to talk about. I mean, the kills, we can describe them as much as we want. But let's let's just let, yeah, you let said... them soak it in when they get to see it. Well, I, I think this is going to have a John Wick kind of body count. Oh, yeah. This, this is going to have a yeah. big, big, Absolutely. big body count. All right. So then after uh, Denzel... I don't remember anything. I think there was one Napoleon. more. I thought, I thought that there was, was one more before reveal, the but there's something. Is there something in between? I don't I think there's there anything else. Maybe not. Okay, so the Ghostbusters shout out. Oh yeah, So they they didn't show us anything. They just brought uh, Jason Reitman on screen, and he was there with Paul Rudd and the rest of the cast. I got a little kid. Wolfhard mentioned his dad. Yeah, when he because we were well, I know you weren't there, but it was me and yeah, Aaron. Yeah, just knowing the fact. He tells a story about. He goes, it was two years ago that me and my dad were on stage at CinemaCon. Like, and Aaron and I were right there. We were yeah. second row, right in front of him and his dad, talking about the new Ghostbusters. And they, now we're back with the next Ghostbusters. This time, like, Paul Rudd is in the Ghostbusters outfit. Uh, they're back in the they're actual... They're all a family now, mm-hmm. and they're in the old firehouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they brought. So they didn't show us any footage from the movie, um, and that was fine. They were just talking about it, that it's coming and all well, that. It was, it was, it was nice, though. It was nice. It was, it was nice. It was really One nice. thing I want to point out is how tall is that Stranger Things kid oh, yeah. going to get? A Wolfhard? He is towering. Remember, remember, no, no, remember, he was, he was sitting he up on something. Oh, he wasn't standing yeah, yeah. the car. He was sitting down he up on something. He's still a tall kid, I think. He's totally a tall kid, but yeah, he was not. No, he was, he was sitting down on a But it was thing. a nice presentation. I liked it. I, I, it had all the feels. They're having fun. Okay. Then they led into their final thing. Ridley Scott's new film with Joaquin Phoenix, Napoleon. And uh, Tom Rothman, the chairman, the chairman of uh, Sony Pictures, he comes out and he talks at length, actually, about the incomparability of, of uh, Ridley Scott. The fact that Ridley Scott went 90% practical effects, yeah. only use CG where, where it was absolutely necessary. And he goes, you can feel the difference. And he just kept saying, this is epic. This thing is epic. It's epic. Only on movie screens. It's epic. Blah, blah, blah. And, and they, then, made, they, all, they also made a deal. This was an Apple TV produced movie. And they've made it an output deal with Sony to put this and movie remember, out. Remember, like, um, so Apple TV has recently announced that they have committed $1 billion a year to theatrically release yeah. films. So, of course, they've got... Uh, Killers of the Flower Moon coming out, which is not... Uh, no, I think not it's the Paramount. So Apple has partnered up with uh, Sony for this one, Napoleon, and they showed us the first footage ever for it. It was like an eight, nine-minute uh, scene, yeah. and it was this big, epic battle scene, and you're from the moment it started, you're just completely immersed. It's, it is, the word is overused, I know, it's epic. It's also jaw-dropping. And yeah. grand. I mean, and and they're sucking in two armies that have teamed up against Napoleon's army, and they Napoleon has suckered them in, and then unleashes this strategic attack. As you once. start to see his plan unfold. Oh my God! It was the, the horses. Use of the blood. Yeah. Oh, the horses made me so sad. I know. I was burning my head. It made me immediately want to go to Google the battle. Was that the way it went down in real life? As much as so good. Craven had some wicked violence and the Equalizer had wicked violence, nothing they showed us at this Sony thing embodied what Ray just said. 
brutality. Mm -hmm. The oh, brutality yeah. of oh. this Napoleon footage was the next bad. level because it felt real. Yeah. And it, well, because it was real, but it was, and, and like you put yourselves, there were moments in this scene where you're putting yourselves in the shoes of the opposing army who at some point are just trying to run away. Yes. And they get immersed in hell. And then right when you think they're going to maybe get it, and you, it cuts back to Napoleon, and he's like, well, let's end their yeah. retreat. Yeah, and block their retreat. What I saw from this trailer about the most is the genius of this character, of who this guy was. Napoleon, was yeah. There's no accuracy on these cannonballs. There is nothing that's accurate about it, but he used the strength yeah. onto the environment that would help him win. It was genius, a genius plan. I can't believe this happened. If I find out it's not real, I'm going to be pissed <laughs> that this did it because it was such a genius move. And it's he what, led what them all an ice, an ice. Yeah. It, it's what they ended the presentation with. And overall, I got to say, it was a strong, it was a strong start to CinemaCon. And not the best presentation overall that we've no, ever seen. But a lot of few little surprises. Last year, Sony was, I think, a bit more... Robust. Yeah. Because also, real quick, how do we feel about Napoleon like not being French? What are you talking about? Run! <laughs> There's no accent. Yeah, I think that for, I went, well, he's American. Uh, the only Napoleon I know is the exaggerated version that was in Yeah, so then I was expecting to see that guy. Yeah, yeah he I, had no accent. I will say this, though. I Ever since watching Hunt, Hunt, for, uh, Hunt for Red October, when they do this brilliant thing that I had never seen in a movie before, maybe it had been done, where they're all talking Russian on the sub, and then they do this smooth transition where Sean Connery is speaking in Russian, and he starts reading a Bible verse, and all of a sudden his words become English, and we as the audience just understand that he's still speaking Russian, yeah. but we are hearing English. Yeah. Yeah. But even as a kid, <laughs> even as a kid watching Hunt for Red October, mm -hmm. I remember thinking, okay, we get it, he's speaking English. Why still the Russian accent? Like, we, he's not speaking Russian. So we know he's not speaking Russian. So why does he have to have a Russian accent if he's speaking English? And so that went through my head a little bit when we first heard Joaquin, because mm -hmm. Joaquin, Napoleon would have been speaking French. Yes. Not English with a French accent, right? He, he wouldn't have been doing that, so maybe, I kind of let that go. I keep trying to find work for my husband, where I'm like, yeah. these people need dialogue coaches. Hire Logan Pete. And, and, and the one part that really messed me up, probably my most disappointing thing about this presentation, is before he introduced this uh, Napoleon thing, he was naming off Ridley Scott's best movies. And I was ready to cheer my ass off when he said The Martian. He didn't. He, he didn't ignored the shit out of my mind. Well, I mean, yeah, to be fair, Ridley Scott's got like a dozen movies. Yeah. But The he Martian. He like three or four. I was with Rob. I was holding The Martian car. didn't win any like Academy Awards. Man, I did it love Comedy of the Year. Are you sure that wasn't the time you it were cutting my balls? At Golden Globes. The Golden Globes well, were pieces of horse shit. That but it won Comedy of the Year. I thought it was real funny. The Martian's a great, it was a great, great movie. movie. Did you hear that? It, did, it, it won Best Comedy at that makes Golden Globe. That's why Golden Globe. Well, I won Golden it. Globe Award winning The Martian. But I love. The, I do love The, the Martian's awesome. It's yes. Um, but it looks, look, I'm very excited for this movie. Yeah, Yeah. I, I, I was not. I mean, I was looking forward to it. Today, I'm excited. And did everyone uh, catch that part where in the beginning he said, we have 23 films but at the end, he said, we just showed you 20 films. So there's three more they didn't mention. No, 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 no. What he said was last year, oh. they released 23 films. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. 
That's 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 but they did not show us this information. No, they, there's a lot they have. They showed show. us like seven films this year, not twenty. Yeah. So I don't know what he was talking about there, but um, that was the start to um, CinemaCon and what we got out of the Sony presentation. I cannot wait for you guys to see the stuff that they showed. Yeah, us it here. was it's really impressive. It was very very exciting stuff. Now tomorrow, big day, baby, big day. Early it starts day. at eight thirty in the morning for us with a four hour block. Warner Brothers presentation. Now, it's not just Warner Brothers presentation. It's also like a, a bit of a state of the industry thing by CinemaCon and the Warner Brothers presentation. I still, it, there may not be a surprise screening. I suspect there will be. Uh, that will end at 1230, which means we will be live tomorrow at 1.30 Pacific Standard Time or Pacific Time, uh, Los Angeles time. Uh, we will go live with our Warner Brothers presentation uh, recap. And then at 4.15 p.m. tomorrow, we see... Or... Well, the, everybody except right Chris. Here. We see Flash. And she's happy about it. And so <laughs> that goes till about, I think, 6.30 or 7, Seven whatever. Yeah. So about 7.30 or 8, we will do a non-spoiler um, kind of uh, review reaction for Flash. So we got two big... Uh, live streams tomorrow, and then of course Wednesday's a big day, Thursday's a big day. All the stuff coming from CinemaCon. So guys, uh, that will do it for us for tonight for our Sony reaction and recap of the Sony Pictures presentation here at CinemaCon 2023. Again, uh, no hard feelings. Looks amazing. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse looks so freaking good. Dumb Money is now boom on my radar. Craven looks better than I thought it it would. We'll see yeah. how that all turns out. A, a lot and Napoleon. N Napoleon looks so great. A lot of things to be excited for about. Uh, okay, so for Rob, for Chris, for Ray, thank you, baby, and for being here. My name's John Campy, guys, uh, and we will see you tomorrow for the Warner Brothers presentation recap. We'll talk to you later. Have a good night.